0: a podcast where two adults dive into young adult books in order to discuss how their appeal transcends age and other boundaries my name is corinne and i'm tasia and today for our last full book episode of 2021 we are going all the way back to the beginning i think of the ya fantasy trend something that we've spent a lot of time talking about on this podcast we're throwing it all the way back to Twilight by Stephanie Meyer, and <laughs> we are very excited to hopefully have an absolutely bonkers episode talking about this absurd book and movie. And we are very excited today to be, be joined by our returning guest, our friend and noted Twihard, Martha. Hi.
1: Hello. About three things. I was absolutely positive. First. Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him, and I didn't know how dominant that part might be, that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him.
0: Oh, way to set the tone, Martha! I love it.
1: Yeah, they're throwing me back, guys. I think the last book I talked about was autobiography, so this is quite, quite a left yeah, turn.
2: Quite, um, a very different. <laughs> but um, oddly, still a lot of Mormon shit happening. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's I, a, I would like that's a weird theme that, <laughs> that Mar-
2: Martha's sticking around for. Yeah, why is Martha always on our
1: Mormon
2: episodes? <laughs> You're that's not all Mormon. You push-
1: <laughs> no, I'm certainly not. <laughs> so, I, I'm drinking wine as we speak. I don't think Mormons do that.
0: <laughs> no, they definitely no, no. do not. They just <laughs> get um, high off of the smell of other people's blood, apparently, uh, <laughs> their own personal brand of heroin. So that's what we're here to talk about today. Uh, before Let's try to write it in briefly here before we get into this book and movie. Let's talk a little bit about what we are obsessing over these days. Tasia, do you want to go first?
2: Yay, I have stuff to talk about. yeah um, So, I finally got around to reading Kingdom of the Curse by Carrie Maniscalco. Karen, I think you talked about it. Um, it is Woo. plot what plot? I mean, there is a plot. I just, like, don't really care about it. I'm here for yeah. um, Demon Daddy Wrath and Demon Daddy Wrath only. Him and Amelia. Just super hot. Keep it coming. I'll read it all day. Mm-hmm. I also... Finally finished The Jasmine Throne by Tasha Suri. Um, I read it on audiobooks, so I kind of took a nice long meandering road to get to the end of it, but it's really good. Um, sapphic, um, like Indian, um, like mythology, not even mythology. It's like, um, I don't know, just interesting magic systems and just, uh, I don't really know what's going on there either, but <laughs> I'm here for it. It's It's gay. Uh yeah. be gay, depressed. Five stars. <laughs> it's gay. It's Woo! gay. That's really all I need. Um I also read uh so so we're big fans of Katie Robert here um on Act Age uh renowned erotica writer Katie Robert. Uh so I read she has this whole series of like Disney villain erotica. Yeah. Um What's it called, like Wicked Villains? Yeah, it's like, Wicked Villains, I think. Um, so I read the first one in that series, which is called Desperate Measures, which is a Jasmine and Jafar story. And the same face. <laughs> even as a child, like I, I was never into Aladdin, I was very into Jasmine. That was like Tiny Gaytasia uh, peeking her head up but also Jafar. So like, I think if I trace back, like all of my Oh, fucked upness, I, I can maybe pinpoint <laughs> it right there. Jafar. Um, it was, it was an awakening, I think of some sort. And uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, I definitely am not going to turn down reading at Jasmine and Jafar erotic novel. It was real fun. That's very fun. Yeah. Um, I like them a lot. Um. <laughs> One of the things
0: I think we want to pay special attention to, though, because uh, if this has been an issue previously and why maybe you didn't have obsessions from week to week, somebody finished
2: school. Yay. Ooh. Finally, Ooh. I'm free! Ooh. Yay. Congrats, Tasia. We're proud Thank of you. you.
1: We are exciting. proud of you.
2: I'm so glad that I have more time to read erotica now. What <laughs> <laughs> in that but degree to love you. yeah (laughs) yeah that's how I use my English major right yeah what else else are you gonna use it for Um, (laughs) I also got back to watching the great um which is great it's on Hulu and it's uh, a very not true uh, not historically accurate uh telling of Catherine the Great and her rise to power and the coup um that she performs to get power from her husband and it's got Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt in it. Nicholas Holt is, he's playing basically a trash bag human, but just in the most charming and kind of vulnerable. And I i don't, I, he's great. He's so fucking funny. Uh, the show is hilarious. If you haven't seen it, watch it.
0: I feel like I have to revisit that show because it came out pretty early in the pandemic and I think my attention span and my like ability to absorb certain things was kind of wonky at the time and I like watched it and I was like I know I would like this but something isn't working for me and I think it was more a reflection of like my mental state at the time yeah. versus the show itself so I need to like circle mm-hmm. back to it because well, I feel the was, same yeah yeah it was
2: funny because I I really enjoyed it when I first when it first came out and I watched maybe like four episodes like in one sitting probably and then I just stopped and I did not return to it even though I very much liked it so I I really feel that kind of like early days pandemic um just not having the mental bandwidth for anything really And uh, so I just, I just went back to it because season two just came out. So I returned to season one and I just finished that. And uh, it was, it was great. I was instantly like, why did I stop watching this? But yeah, I think it was probably that attention deficiency.
0: Yeah. What you like, I like typically is a good trend Mm -hmm. for me. So I should uh, definitely go back in and check that out uh, sometime soon. Martha. What are you into these days?
1: Yeah, so you guys mentioned Katie Roberts. That's actually what I I wrote. The Krampus Christmas erotica uh, friend <laughs> of us. I don't think she's been on this pod, but uh, Steph wrote a spreadsheet for me of all these weird monster smut fics. And so I've been reading a lot of them. I read one about Please a share. minotaur. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, oh,
2: the minotaur. Was it the milking? Yeah. Like, that's mon- actually legitimately good.
1: No, it was like Morningstar milking Mm -hmm. farm or something, and then there was one like uh, something similar about like a devil or like a minotaur falling in love with them, and so Krampus is next. Um, Didn't think I'd be doing that in 2021, but it's alright. It's taking a weird turn. I love Christmas movies too, so I feel like it's it's good Christmas for me, was
2: well, the next logical step
0: <laughs> <laughs> but also 2021 is the year of Ice Planet Barbarians just like mm-hmm. blowing up read and I haven't those, read it yet yeah. but
2: yeah it's it's on my list for sure yeah we've we've finally got monster fucking India in in like the popular zeitgeist yeah so. i well, mean they, this was a logical yeah. step we all like
0: were at one point or the other had some sort of weird attraction to vampire edward cullen and vampires generally so like i don't and think it's totally Werewolf, outside the realm
1: jacob yeah. black we have yeah, yeah, yeah. too yeah. but also i've been watching succession um season finale is on sunday Ooh, specifically yeah. the jeremy strong profile that was in the new yorker that was just bonkers to read yeah. i loved it What a weird man. What a weird man.
0: He is very very weird. I feel like
1: as an actor, that would be like me. Like I feel like I would be like that weird actor that no one would want to work with because I would get like so into my method. Like I just know that, even though yeah. I'm like, I can't act for anything. But you
0: know, that's fair. And I appreciate that about you. And I appreciate it about Jeremy Strong because he's getting results. <laughs> it's been so fun to have a weekly appointment viewing show again. Mm-hmm. The 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 memeage is great out of that show too. But like it's also just like so darkly funny and sad. And I it's definitely my favorite show that's on these days. And I'm really sad it's gonna be over because like, what will I do? What will I talk about it? today? My like my mom was sending me texts. She's like, "Did you watch Succession? Are you a sicko?" So hilarious. "Are you a sicko?" <laughs> is a quote from this past week's episode. I'm like, you know, we've we've, we've got a great unifier here in like the proclivities and depravities of the Roy family between me and my 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 mother. So, um, it's yeah, that's been really fun. I'm bummed it's gonna be over. Those those rich people love to hate them, hate to love them, etc. I keep meaning to
2: start that show. Oh, Tasha. I'm shocked. always I'm always so far behind. I feel the... like I'm
1: not sure if you would like it. Like I think you would. Mm, I think you would. Now that I, I think about it more.
0: I think it's one of those shows that like it surprises pretty much anyone who likes it. Like it doesn't sound on paper like anything anyone should like. And then it was pretty
1: slow burn for me. Like I I don't think I it took me about two years to watch the first two seasons, and then I finally caught up for season three. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I get this. But for me, it took a while to get into it.
2: It's yeah, that. it's something else. It takes me a really long time to, like, actually get to stuff that's, like, really popular. And not because I have anything against it for being popular. Um, Just I don't know what it is. But, yeah. I mean, we were just texting earlier. Like, I've never, Corinne was shocked to learn that I have never seen Atonement. Um Believe it. I she was also very it. offended that I had never seen when Harry met Sally until I came and visited her in Chicago.
1: That's a good movie. Yeah. I didn't see it till like, I loved it. I year, loved it. So. Yeah. It's it's
2: it it's, it's a really it's a really great
0: one that lives up to the hype that it gets and can t- and got back in the day, etc. Um, maybe this that we're here to talk about today does really have the same again, <laughs> which we will get into. I guess in terms of my obsessions, just to briefly wrap up. I have, like, what I've been doing... I guess I have read some things and been watching a lot of TV that's been out and catching up on things. I started watching for the first time ever Pushing Daisies. So I was actually just watching an episode before I came in
1: here. I gotta watch that, yeah.
0: I I mean, it's, like, like all of the Lee fan Pace. art of Blue and Lee Gansey, Pace. like, as... Yeah, the saran rap. Exactly. And, and so it's been a long um, overdue for me. And yes, um, Lee Pace is... Day. So, um, <laughs> although this like him in that show is my least favorite version of Lee Pace, he's too cookie cutter. Um, mm-hmm. you know, now he's like daddy Lee Pace, like all scraggly I mean, and like, gritty. I mean, yeah, gritty. I want him to look like he hasn't bathed in a while. That's yeah. my preferred Lee Pace, but, mm-hmm. um, it's
2: been really charming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just like, you know, like the, the Lee Pace, it looks like he might give you a yeast infection, you know? Yeah, totally. I don't want that, but I do know <laughs>
0: what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: but yeah, he I mean, he, he's
0: adorable in the show. So that's been really fun. Um, it's also really weird if you've ever listened to the Harry Potter, Audiobooks because the narrator of the show is Jim Dale, who famously did the Harry Potter audiobooks. So it's kind of like, huh? Wait, oh. are Ron and Hermione gonna pop in? I here? didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's charming. Um, in terms of other, I guess kind of almost I don't want to necessarily say like seminal YA, obviously nothing touches Twilight in the same way, but I did just read Um Daughter of Smoke and Bone by Lainey Taylor this is the first book in a trilogy that came out first in 2011. So it's 10 years old. And I've been told by front of the podcast joy, and particularly who's a big Maggie Otter fan and was on some of our Raven cycle episodes that like, it's a great one if you're a Otter fan, because her prose is, is good. Not quite the same as Maggie's, but very good. And I, Uh, thought I knew I was going to like it, but I was unprepared for like how much it like kind of hit me in the feels and like, not even in the same way that's like character development, but like the writing just like knocked my socks off and did a lot of heavy lifting and covered up like plot things that normally would bother me, but I'm like, they're like crying about. So, uh, that was really great. And what I think was fun about it too, is I saw a lot of some of the series that we've covered here and we've talked about like. I feel like they had to have gotten some inspiration from this series because it was pretty popular and did well. And is older, like, Wrath, as you mentioned, Tasia, from Kingdom of the Wicked and Kingdom of the Curse, like, the main uh, dude and Daughter of Smoke and Bone, Akiva, is, like, looks to me in my mind like Wrath. Like, he has that persona. The dynamics are very similar. It's kind of like a... um faded love story but like d- on opposite sides of a war so they're um very like tragically um opposed to each other and it just was really cool um i really liked it a lot and then i've been back on my historical romance bullshit reading some tessa dare um, as i have done before
1: tessa dare is the first romance novel I ever read, I think, years ago.
0: Yeah. And I had read uh, whatever her newest one is, like the Duchess Deal, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was feeling very um, like, what should I read next? I need some historical romance and forever, in particular. I mean, you, Martha, have always told me to read Tessa Dare. And I know you like Tessa Dare. My friend of the pod, Jenna, loves Tessa Dare and loves particularly her Spindle Cove series, which is a series about a bunch of women who, for various reasons, they don't want to get married. They have career aspirations, etc. They all settle in this coastal town in England. And there's not really any men there until there are men there. And then it gets really excited so, or exciting. So I read the first couple of books of that on the sly on my phone, on the Kindle app when I was visiting like family <laughs> over Thanksgiving. So it was just like easy to just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. um, and so I really liked that. That was really That's
1: that's my plan for family gatherings is always have a book on hand. I've crafted this persona for many years. I am not my grandma's favorite. I know that because I like I read instead of talk to people. Uh-huh. So I get it.
0: it is what it is. Uh, So at least it, it's funny how it, it is like more socially acceptable to stare at your phone than stare at a book. So might not yeah. do both. So <laughs> that's where I'm
2: at. Should we talk about Twilight? <laughs> Yes. I suppose we have to, right?
1: Can I start off with my qualifications for coming on this podcast? Yes,
0: yeah, please. I would like you to do that. I would like us all to tell our Twilight origin stories. And just for before you do that, we normally do a summary. I'm not going to do it here. Like, if you haven't, as I just said earlier when I was like, do I have to write a summary? If you're here listening to this podcast and you've never read Consumed Anything Twilight, like, I don't really, I'm
1: not sure why you're here. Well, So I have the book and it came out in what, 2005, wow. Same year as Grey's Anatomy. Okay. So Grey's Anatomy (laughs) is on season 18. So yeah. yeah, If you haven't seen Twilight, man, you're out of luck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or like you have at least some like enough cultural awareness of Twilight, even if you've never like consumed it yourself. Uh, But yes, Martha, tell us your qualifications.
1: Okay, so I have many. There are two things in the world I can podcast on without, or two. I, I should say two media things I could podcast on without any preparation. This is one of them. The other one is Shrek, which I did on Saturday, actually. So I've <laughs> I've, I've hit on like a lot of my favorite media, like uh, what do you call them? Empires, I guess. Twilight and Shrek. Feels like, like long to call them an empire. Like, but yeah, yeah franchise <laughs> is maybe a better word. Um, when I was in middle school this came out. So this came out was on when I was in 5th grade, but I really started reading these when I was in middle school. And when I was done with the series, I would start it over again. And then I went to the midnight book release of Breaking Dawn. I have been to many a midnight release of the Twilight movies. And this summer I visited a friend who lives close by Port Angeles, which is a town in Twilight. Port Angeles, Port Angeles, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and we went to we ate dinner at the restaurant that Bella and Edward eat in the movie. It's called well, La Bella Italia. <laughs> and perfect. in the restaurant, there's like uh, there's like all the Twilight books in the back corner, <laughs> and like on the menu it says like Bella's eggplant parmesan or something. I was like, yes, this <laughs> is it. This is I would it love that, that
0: honestly. <laughs> If I were um, there, I would love that,
1: yeah. Forks was too far away to go visit, so we got as close as we could without taking, like, two days to go visit Forks. But um, I've been a Twilight fan for a long time. It feels, like, hard to call myself a fan. I just feel like it was the time when I was growing up. Some of my older friends, like, haven't seen it. Right. Um, it's and, formative. Yeah, it is. And so I introduced some of them this year to watching it for the first time, and we watched all of them, Are like... Uh, I don't know how old he is, like 45 year old Irish friend uh, had never seen it and he watched it, and it was yeah. great to uh, to do that. So I, yeah. I feel like probably has been a part of my life for a long, a long time, yeah. <laughs> probably too want- long.
2: <laughs> and that's why we knew we had to have you here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of my highlights of like early days pandemic when I was on furlough and just wanted to sit around and drink all day was um, all of us watching just like binging Twilight over what, like, if just a few days? Did we do one every day, or
1: I don't even remember how we I did don't it. But we definitely yeah, watched we, them all.
2: Yeah, and, we watched yes. all of them, and uh, we it stayed was up late fun. to
1: watch uh, Breaking Down Part One and Part Two. I we remember that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like we talk a lot of shit, but like we're here. Like, and <laughs> I, I do like the movies, and that's one of the things we'll talk about. Like more than going back to the book. Like I, I, and we'll we'll get into that. Tasha,
2: what is your Twilight origin story?
1: Your villain origin story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I saw, basically, right. Um, I saw the first movie and I was like, that was kind of hot. I will read these books. <laughs> and so I, I read those books and that was, that was pretty much how that went. I had, um, one of my friends was like really into it. So I would go to like the movie releases and stuff with her. Um, I was more of a casual enjoyer of, of the Twilight stuff than she was, but,, um, yeah, I did, I did enjoy. It. And what I will say for Twilight is, like there's there's not a lot that can be said for it quality wise, but there is a lot that can be said for it. Like, like, in Martha's case, it was very formative, but also, I think it got a lot of people, even older people into reading again and it kind of created the YA genre like officially yeah um in in publishing so it yeah. has it's also
1: fun to make fun of I think is really it's really fun yeah. to make
2: fun of Martha it's, shared this yeah. great meme that was like Twilight is basically um just like really bad secondhand embarrassment with hot people and really good music and it is and you know what I'm here for it so yeah Yeah, definitely. And I, your point about like getting people back into
0: reading is like a good one because I did not, I, in 2005, I was junior in high school. Sorry, my senior year of high school, um, did watch Grey's Anatomy, uh, when that premiered, uh, remember watching that premiere, but I didn't read much in high school at all. Except when like Harry Potter books came out, like I, that was like a dark period of my life reading, but I remember, and I looked back at the calendar to confirm my memory of this. And I was correct that the first movie came out like the weekend before Thanksgiving. And so I was coming home for uh, Thanksgiving break in college. When I've been like junior year of college. And my friend was like obsessed. and was like, we have to go. We're going to see this movie. We're going to see. And I'm like, okay. And the same thing. Saw the movie and then like tore through all of the books, and it was really like the first time I'd run read for pleasure in a really long time. And I remember like not sleeping, being like very fevered, like towards the end (laughs) of this experience. Um, And yeah, and it was just kind of like a fun thing to get into again at the time because it was such like it was so big. Like there's no like Marvels maybe like close, and I I think in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways, but there's so much of it that it's hard to sustain the level of like fervor that there was like with all of these movies and like the harry potter movies too like they haven't had something that's quite like that since then it's a fun time what a time to be alive i apparently <laughs> though and i told you guys both this because like, i bought all of the books like when i was home that um there it is. I, I don't know where mine is that's what i told you guys like i must have told my mom at some point when she's like cleaning out my childhood bedroom that she could get rid of my twilight books because i went to get them these to are read. my
1: originals it's From beautiful. when I was in middle school, I still have them. I love I, that. When I was moving apartments a few months ago, I was like, okay, like I'm going to go through these books that my mom has been saving. Like, I thought we had my Harry Potter books, I don't know where they are. And it kind of stresses me out that I don't have my originals, but um, I won't think about that. But yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> shit, I got to bring yeah. the Twilight. Like, this is I love it. For, like, I have formative. my originals
2: too. They're yeah. all like, you know, nice cracked spines and stuff. Next so.
1: to the new edition, Midnight Sun beautiful yeah cover.
2: that's a conversation we're definitely gonna have
0: yeah <laughs> well i think what's really indicative of their reach right is like oh i was like oh damn it i don't have my twilight books anymore i don't know where they are i like went to try to get them from the library and my husband was like we have them in our shared kindle library and i'm like
1: why do you have <laughs> books? <Like>, <laughs> he
0: definitely read them because i think it was i mean it yeah now we can look at it and say like this is like a really weird Creepy love story, but at the time, like it was a lot of like, this is the next Harry Potter, and so if you liked that, I think there was a lot of people who like wanted to meet the to compare and try them for their mm-hmm. for themselves, but you yeah, know, apparently, I own them all on Kindle, so I'm okay, I've got them. <laughs> love that bought,
2: for him, <laughs> yeah,
1: he bought them for you.
0: He, you know, that's he seemed pretty adamant about the fact that like he owned them, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for him. Um. So yeah, this book, let's, let's dive into it, I guess then, because it's a book. Um, one <laughs> of the things that I will say, so I have not read it. I've only ever read them once in that fevered time in 2008. Like people always talk about how these books are bad. And I will say, and I'll give this to Stephanie Meyer. I was very surprised at like how well written the book is in terms of like her word choice and her prose. And I think it's well plotted for what it is. I just don't like any of the things that i'm reading like, and yeah, it's definitely projecting. more of a
2: content issue than yes, a really um true. a crafting issue yeah
0: yeah um martha i see you have a note here you want to talk a little bit about how this came to stephanie meyer like oh, the yes.
1: story did, have you did you guys click on the link
2: no i want you okay to tell there's a link it. what
1: yeah let In me uh next? let me pull up that link
2: oh i see that i do know that story though yeah but yeah tell please tell, okay. please tell.
1: So Stephanie dot slash the story of Twilight getting published, the story behind Twilight. Um, so I, I know the exact date that I began writing Twilight because it was also the first day of swim lessons for my kids. So I can say with certainty certainty that it all started on June second, two thousand three. Up to this point, I had not written anything besides a few chapters of other stories that I never got very far on. Nothing at all since the birth birth of my first son. Blah blah blah. Six years earlier. Huh. Oh. Her first son was born in 1997. What if I married? Never mind. I was. Tra- <laughs> um, Martha,
2: you need to take one for the team and do this. We need the inside <laughs> it's that inheritance line.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would love that, that inheritance. <laughs> yeah. I would. Uh, I would do things for that. But um, <laughs> I woke up on that June second from a very vivid dream. In my dream, two people were having an intense conversation in a meadow in the woods. One of these people was just your average girl, the other person was a fantastically beautiful sparkly and a vampire. Um I didn't read the whole thing, but yeah, it, it came to her in a dream. Wow. Which you know, I did have a weird dream the other day, and someone commented, like, oh, you should like make a spec script out of that. I'm not gonna do that, but like I maybe you should. Maybe I should. It was kind it was kind of a weird dream, but <laughs> like good for her I guess that it came yeah. out of a dream I but I'm, I'm very much wondering how she had not really written anything that this was the thing that got picked up like kudos to whoever the publisher is um, for knowing that yeah vampires that's the thing that's what we yeah. need right now because so what was happening in 2005 like nothing much I feel like that wasn't a super big year or anything that was know. a dark
2: reading time for me too so I don't yeah, I'm not, well, like, up on it, whatever publishing trends were happening at the time. I do
1: think it was kind of spurred on by Harry Potter. Like, I think publishers were like, okay, people like fantasy, people like, you know, young mm. adults going through things. So I guess we could maybe point to that. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I was 11, so... Yeah. Of me.
0: <laughs> yeah I have I have no idea either but I mean there's definitely precedent of like things like Buffy that people like definitely have this cultural fascination with vampire stories but yeah it is interesting how like this is the one and I will say like even though way more of this story now is cringeworthy to me in 2021 than it was in, in 2008 or you know whatever um like the chemist, like the chemistry is there, like the romantic elements of it are there. Like they're cringy to me, like, but it definitely like captures like this dark romance vibe that I think maybe a lot of people like weren't familiar with. I mean, like we know now, like there's whole trends in romance, like dark romance, like mafia romance, like all this stuff that's super, super dark. And like this in some ways feels kind of like a predecessor to that. Um, mm-hmm. because like, it puts it in a very commercialized package, but, like, you definitely get seeds of, like, this feels wrong. And I think it does that part of it well Um, until it veers into, like, gaslighting and, you know, <laughs> so control.
1: Much yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Because you're right. When I was a, a middle schooler, like, hating everyone, hating my life, yeah, I wanted that romance for myself. Last yeah, last year Midnight Sun came out and I read it. I was in Iowa. I went to the Barnes and Noble in Iowa and I was like, Man, I don't have anything better to do than this today, <laughs> I guess. But um Yeah, it it's a lot more gaslighty than It first appeared to me when I was that age, which of course, like I don't know what gaslighting is when I was thirteen. I didn't even know what was the problem
2: though. Right, that's sort of the problem with it, though, is that because it's marketed to like teenagers, um, girls especially, is like we have the advantage of age now to look back, like to reread this and be like, "That's troubling. That's super problematic. That's very like groomy or gaslighty or whatever." It's- um, but back then, you know, I mean, I, I was older when I read it the first time too. So I really don't have an excuse for why I was like into it at first, but, uh, you know, the times they change, but it does, it's concerning that like in the, and when it came out and there were these young girls that are reading about this, like essentially really toxic kind of abusive relationship and being like, yes. Yeah.
0: It's like hard, we because-, want
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard
0: because like, it's hard like he ultimately at the end of the day like it's not necessarily that like i think edward is abusive it's the language that he uses and the dynamics of the relationship that mm-hmm. like is coded in the same way that abusive relationships are like i don't like he says so often in this book like i know like i I, I should stay away from you. I should like, he knows this, but then like he'll, he'll say things what it, like he'll, he'll flip a switch and he'll say things that it's like, oh, this, it seems like you're saying a good thing here, but like, that's the way you're phrasing. These things aren't mm-hmm. great too. So it's, it's, that's what makes it really tricky, right? Like, it's not that I don't ever think that he wants Bella to, to be his victim in any way. He actually actively like pushes back against it. It's just like the way it's, it's framed and then that puts it Mm -hmm. in in, like a young reader's view that when someone who actually is like wanting to hurt you like you know obviously he does because he's a vampire but that's like different than like just being a totally bad person who wants to hurt you you think of it and you think well this is okay this
1: is how Edward Cullen
0: talks
2: (laughs) and this like it some things that like on first shake when you look at it you're like oh this this could be romantic because you know he like flies into a rage when these guys want to hurt her. And he's like, you know, I'm I'm going to save her and I'm going to like maybe yeah. hurt these guys. And, you know, when you're young, you're like, oh my God, that's so right. Like, I want somebody to come sweep in and save me from this horrible situation. But then like he's in the car and he's like, talk to me so that I don't go back and, and kill these people. Like he puts like the responsibility yeah. of that on her and she, like he gets into the car and sees how enraged he is. And she, even though she is the one who was nearly assaulted just now has to ask him if he's okay. Yeah. And before he ever asks her, if she's okay. You know, like it's, yeah. it's weird, it's small stuff like that. That's very something. But example, I have written of like kind of that, like weird,
0: Dichotomy almost is like he'll say things like I've had the scent of you in my head all day. If I'm away for you for any length of time, I'll have to start all over again. And it's like that, that seems totally kind of like important. sweet, right? But then her response is like, Well, then you must never leave me. And like you just have <laughs> to stay with me at all times. And it's like, you know, it's like they're taken both out of they really are, but taken out of context, like it seems okay. And then mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, wait, no. Like she said, damn it, Bella, you'll be the death of me. How many times have I swooned when someone is like I can't, I should stay away from you but I can't anymore and then they like finally give in. It's often like the I don't mean it in the sexual way but like the climax of of a book. Um but here it's it's it ultimately comes off as kind of scary. I don't like it.
1: You could make an argument that Edward should know better because he's what 117 119 years old. I think it's 117. Um yeah. and like I I would think it doesn't necessarily get better with age. But I do think with that amount of age, it does get better. And especially because I do think that, like, Carlisle is a good influence on the family, on, like, other people, especially... I mean, we don't want to jump into other books, but, like, especially, like, Breaking Dawn Part Two, the movie, where there's a whole bunch of scenes, and, like, Carlisle built all these relationships through the years. So I would have thought that, like, he would have known better. And I don't know if it's... Like I don't think we can blame I don't know like I feel like I blame Stephanie Meyer for this. Like I feel that like she's just like monogamy is the best way. Everyone yeah. must be yeah. together forever and like sure that's fine but like I don't know if that's necessarily romantic. I think it's just kind of creepy. Yeah
2: it is and I think um, that's it's not something that I really noticed in my first read despite the fact that I um, grew up surrounded by Mormons. Um I didn't, I wasn't aware, I think when I first read it, that she was Mormon. And so I wasn't really looking for those little tells, but you can really see them, um, just in the way that like just super, super traditional gender role enforcing stuff like Bella moves in with her dad and immediately adopts the position of like caregiver. Um, she is the cook. She is the cleaner. She does the shopping despite her dad, not even asking her to do any of this stuff, but like he'll come home from work and she's like, oh my God, dad, I'm so sorry. I don't have your dinner ready yet. And it's like, ah, uh, I don't, I don't like this. Um, And 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 the way that she like tries to diminish herself whenever she thinks that a man might be threatened by like her intelligence or anything else. Like she walks back her own accomplishments. Um, She's very, I I think, and this is one of the reasons why I think uh, young girls really latched onto this story was that Bella herself is such a blank slate. That um, she's very easy to uh, just kind of superimpose yourself into that role, um, which can be good for books like this. But it's also like, you know, she is not a proactive part of her own life unless it's like to serve people, which is a very I mean, like in in Mormonism, they, they encourage young women to go to college simply to get married. Like go to college, go to BYU so you can meet your husband.
1: Go I do, don't even like, think that's Mormonism. like I, I knew a lot of people of that growing up that like, yeah, like were with their husband. they're like they went to college be like, oh, yeah, gonna be, you know, find a ring by spring or whatever. but yeah, um, it's definitely of-
2: something that within the Mormon culture that is very like, yeah, open, like <laughs> like not even like a, a thing they try to hide. It's like go to college so you can get married. and that is your whole mission in life.
1: Speaking of superimposing, um, I once photoshopped my friend's head onto Bella of a movie poster <laughs> of Twilight. I just need to like briefly interlude with the story because I forgot to tell <laughs> the beginning, but I bought a Twilight poster, I think from like eBay or something. I had my dad, my dad works at a printing company. I had him scan it and he brought his work laptop home so I could use Photoshop. Only time I've ever used Photoshop in my <laughs> life. I like traced out her head my friend's head on um, like i had to like sneakily take a picture of her at school this is like freshman year of high school and i like took a picture of her head and then like cropped out her head blew it up so she would like fit over bella's head and like had my dad reprint it out i gave her both posters I think had- <laughs>
0: this is dedication <laughs> that's friend. I, I think i that's, i uh that's true
1: yeah, we still talk to guys, actually, so I I didn't scare her away, but I just remember <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really drove, need to know she has
2: that poster still.
1: I gosh, I you know what I might text her and ask. I'll I'll have to ask. But um I That's also incredible. drove Volvo in high school. That feels also important to acknowledge.
0: <laughs> Listen, the Volvo is like kind of iconic, right? It's, like it is. It's a is, good yeah. car. Yeah.
1: It's a good car. Yeah. I it, I don't have I didn't have that nice of one. I had one that could like you know a full turn radius in the car you can like go all, all the way and like your t- tires will go like this. Mine sort of stopped one rotation before that, so it would only go like this and yeah. like it was really hard to park with. But anyways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh man, what what a time?
1: Would you guys be a vampire if you could in this universe? Oh man. Yes.
2: Why? Yes, always in pretty much any universe. Mm-hmm. Um power money yeah. influence yeah yeah power money i don't know taking the shit out of people being sparkly who doesn't want to do that
0: one thing i don't like particularly about the vampire rules in this universe is not sleeping
1: i i was actually thinking i like that. that oh my god it seems so
0: tedious and like never ending and like your day never ends and like the mm-hmm. oppression of like the ongoing march of time like oh the, it makes me feel claustrophobic when it should be the opposite like because you just have yeah like so much space so i'm gonna say i just think because like
2: yeah there's like no responsibilities and stuff so you can just like do whatever with your time and like i think a big part of it is just not not feeling the desire to sleep or like the impulse at all that i think right would make it easier i don't know also these vampires don't eat like regular food yeah Mm -hmm. which that.
0: that would be really sad i think if you like couldn't have regular food too like yeah. especially if you're like trying to be a good vampire and not eat the humans. Like Spike what is your life? Yeah.
2: He yeah. misses blooming onions. Yeah, he Fuck does. Your life bing bong. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh what do you think, Martha?
1: No. Uh no. I don't think I would want to be a vampire, especially because I don't love the idea of eating humans. And I actually don't love the idea of eating freshly killed animals. I think eating animals is fine with me. But if I had to kill it and eat it, I don't think I'd love that. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> I just picture Martha as like a newly born vampire being like, mm, I don't love that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like like Alexis. Kind of-
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I also don't think I'd want to live forever because I feel like. Not to get depressing, I do feel like the world's eventually going to implode. I don't want to be around for it. I think I'm I'm good on that front. So. Yeah,
2: the one thing about this um vampire lore in the series is that like it's impossible to die pretty much unless somebody else kills you, or which you I I don't like fire. because like Yeah. Yeah, and in other like it's hard to let yourself out when that's what you want to do, which I feel like is absolutely you're right especially as an immortal creature like you don't have to if you want to go and you've been here for 500 years absolutely go um i would just like the record to reflect that the conversation we just had about whether
0: we would all want to be vampires is more thought than bella
2: swan gave to whether or not she wants to be changed (laughs)
1: 18 (laughs) she's 18 she
2: literally just wants the the d and you know you got to respect it
0: and like she's talking about marriage so early too like so like how does marriage work in your world and i'm like oh my god bella you know, what I, you know what i will say for her what's good about bella in this book is like early on she's like why am i being such a weirdo why am i so obsessed with them I'm like great question bells love that for you like i'm glad you're recognizing <laughs> it but then it just
2: like goes over the, the secondhand edge. embarrassment that i get from bella like Like he kisses her and she just she goes feral first and like tries to climb into his face and then he tries to kiss her again and she fucking faints. Like I am just Bella, it's time to it's time to leave the country and change your name and never speak to another human being again.
1: No one's dick is that good. No one's dick is that good.
2: (laughs) Especially not Edward. He has been repressed for it's 100 an old years. dick
1: you want to sleep with a 117 <laughs> year old dick be my guest that's well, practically... one that doesn't have
2: any experience too like
1: or like they don't have blood do they they don't really have blood think about it the but... science is not there people
2: <laughs> great point science However, for vampire
0: boners. They did break the bed in breaking dawn so like something good is that, happening something is good that good though that could be bad I don't well know. i don't know they seem to enjoy it I, I think it was probably pretty good <laughs> if
1: someone broke my bed i think i would just be mad be like so you're buying me a new bed right like what the hell <laughs>
0: they were at the hotel or whatever on their honeymoon like it's- yeah, no it's actually I... carlisle's
1: private island i don't know if that's edward's what, got canon? bed
2: money we're not worried about <laughs> it yeah
1: <laughs> i don't know if it's movie canon but it is book canon that it is uh carlisle's private island that he bought for esme for their uh like anniversary or something yeah i don't how know how did we, we get we're. to this
2: place oh, i knew this is gonna be bad money i
1: don't,
2: I don't know why i think,
1: they so hard. Um, I, think I know I'm too in... much about this whole franchise <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I the, the,
0: like the yeah the okay while we're on talking about ridiculous things though <laughs> can we talk about the fact how okay like bell is like 17 18 whatever in this book <laughs> she talks at one point when she finally realizes that edward has been like watching her sleep and gonna stay there which like i can't believe we haven't talked about it yet it just goes without saying it is like truly the creepiest part of twilight um but she's like goes to change in the bathroom and like puts on like a whole like a t-shirt with hole in it and she regrets that she did not bring with her the silky pink victoria's secret pajamas that Renee, her mother, bought her two years ago for Christmas. So what is Renee doing buying Victoria's Secret silky pajamas for her 15-year-old? I have to ask.
2: I have a lot of questions regarding Renee. You know, I mean, first of all, she's a, she's a flake. Um, yeah. She says her daughter's in the hospital like with multiple injuries, and she's staring at the clock wanting to get back to her man. So like, are we that surprised that she bought a 15-year-old silky Victoria's Secret underwear? She's probably like, come on, Bella, it's time to... It's time to hit the, like, she, I think she's kind of, honestly, Renee, I think is kind of a dick. She gave, like, Mary Charlie gave birth to Bella. Like, months later, a couple months later, just <laughs> fucking left him because she didn't like the town they lived in. Um, yeah, took her daughter life. states away. And Bella grew up only seeing her father two weeks out of every year. And, and Charlie only got to see his daughter, who he truly, you know, he, he loves, clearly. Um, yeah. Two weeks out of the year. That sucks, man. Yeah, it's not great.
0: It's it's not great. Um, yeah, Charlie, one of the biggest improvements, I think, from book to movie is Charlie. Yes. Like, I love movie Charlie.
1: He's Fabulous.
0: Yeah, he's definitely hot. Definitely hot. Um, I did like, though, because <laughs> we were talking. about got that surround sound. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were talking off air about um, Charlisle shippers and i definitely see the origin here
2: of that when he's like no that that charlie has such a big crush on carlisle through the whole series i remember so much about this even when he was like super pissed about in in, like breaking dawn and stuff he was still just like willing to to to, like let anything carlisle says go
1: are you guys on twilight talk because i feel like that's probably a thing they talk about I'm not yeah, Twilight that, talk.
2: No, I get <laughs> yeah. the occasional
0: video, but uh, oh, Twilight of, talk, not yeah. like talk. Yeah, okay. No. Speaking
1: of moms, um, uh, my mom definitely has bought me like sexy undies before, so I don't think it's that weird. But I don't know. I think it's <laughs> your it's silence weird. is saying a lot.
0: <laughs> well, okay, but 15, was she
1: buying those things? No. Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, no, that's what's weird. Um, One other thing, this randomly I want to talk about. I can't believe I did not latch on to this. Um, Edward Cullen, my boy, he's from Chicago.
1: Chicago. I'm Nick yeah. Miller. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> Same energy.
2: Wait, remake the Twilight movies with Jake Johnson as Edward, <laughs> like Jake Johnson as he looks now. I 1000% want to watch this.
1: That's worse than if Bella falls in love with Jake Johnson. He's like <laughs> old as. No, he's not that old, but- older than her
0: I'm just saying there's all these um this talk all the time here in Chicago about our flag and our flag has four stars on it for four seminal events in the history of Chicago Chicago fire um couple world's fairs um mm-hmm. and a, a battle that happened here so they always talk about like what could we what could happen we get a fifth star why hasn't it been the origin story of Edward Cullen becoming a vampire in 1907 during the pandemic I think like, you
1: yeah. run for city council yeah. Um, I have a question. So I was on a podcast called Chaos on the Set. Shout out to friend Shruti. Uh, but one of their things and we and we can get into this more when we start discussing the movie more in depth. But one of her things is, would you recast any part in the Twilight movie? And I would love Great to hear question. your answers. Like, do you think it's a good cast? Do you think it could use improvements, you know, besides the Jake Johnson thing? Obviously, that would improve it. But is there anything <laughs> else that you can think of off the top of your head? I have two that oh, I would yeah. immediately
0: change that I never liked and it didn't work for me. Um, what are their names uh, who play um, Alice and Rosalie? I was going to say Rosalie, too. Ooh. Yeah,
1: Rosalie. Yeah. Nikki- I think
2: Nikki Reed got picked yeah. because Catherine Hardwick.
1: Yeah, because she was in 13. hmm. Nikki Reed. I don't American think she was a summer holder. I yeah, think she
0: is. Yeah, is. yeah, that's a that's something I, I should have mentioned in the sessions earlier. Getting into the, the old uh, vampire diaries. A much better non-gas lady explanation to your girlfriend as to why you're being weird coming from the Salvatore brothers in that book. I will just say Edward mm-hmm. Cullen could take a page out of their book. But um, yeah, I never really liked her and I never really liked. Oh my gosh, what's her name?
1: Alice. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Ashley Green. Ashley Green. Yeah. Wait. It's partially the wig, maybe. Like it's not her fault, but like it just it it threw at me. Wait,
1: like it. Ashley Green, what's the what's Rosalie's name? Nikki Reed. Nikki Reed Oh, I thought you said Nikki Green. Okay. Um yeah, I think I like the energy I think that Alice has. I do think her like it was almost there for me. Um I think she feels pretty Alice y. Yeah. I, I think so. I would I would agree with Rosalie maybe more, and I also think. Um, let me think. I don't know if I have a good answer to this because I I actually think the the a weird nitpicky one is I don't like Sam on the werewolf side, who's like the leader of the pack, and Jacob eventually fights with in the books. Why? Because he's
2: like thirty five years old and he's supposed to be nineteen. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I just like I, eh. but I do think they did try to cast, like, native actors, too, mm-hmm. so I think they yeah. might have been unfortunately they, yeah. limited, but... We haven't
0: talked about Jacob at all, but no, he's barely in this one. Yeah, and he's 15.
1: Yikes, he's Bella. fucking Yikes.
0: 15
2: years old. 15 years... I read that, and not only is he 15, but he's barely 15. Like, he just turned 15. That is so... My own child is older than that. I had a whole, like, brain explosion when I read that.
1: Did you give your kid the uh the twilight talk did you say hey don't fall in love with any vampires you know if you're a werewolf let me know because i think that could be really (laughs) important in his development um
2: i didn't but you know what that is a
1: a failure
2: of me as a parent i will rectify yeah i do want to point out though yes my initial thought
0: is yikes like he's 15. Like he's a baby. And I think it's partially too, because like how he like grows up so fast, like at the end, she's like, Oh my God, you're like six feet. Like what is happening here? Um, and the guys always mature slower than girls. I had multiple friends in high school that like when we were sophomores and like 15, they were dating seniors, senior boys. And so it's like, that's, that was my norm for a really long time. And like,
1: they weren't creep. I mean, they were like very good friends and like that is so scandalous to me. Like now, like back then I would have been like, oh, <laughs> you did make my like god. a face. You no, did make was- <laughs> yeah. I was I was imagining myself as a sophomore in-, in like in high school and I was like not that like now it's like okay, yeah, like a two year age difference, that's fine. Right. But like back then I would have been like, Oh my god. You
0: yeah. Know. Well, like <laughs> a couple of them met at church, so like it was fine. Not like I mean we- Catholic, Catholicism has its own, thing, Church? But like Catholic churches, a little different, like where it's not as serious, but they like met in youth. Career. It was fine. They were nice people. I'm just saying like, that's a, a reaction that I had that I was kind of like, well, it's a little hypocritical. Like, I don't yeah. know. Well,
2: that's the thing about reading these is like, well, I mean, I'll speak for Corinne and myself, women in our thirties, um, uh, Martha, you're not quite there yet. Um, enjoy it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sad over here. Um, yeah. Yeah, this, that's kind of the shit. thing about reading this stuff when you're in your 30s. And just, I feel like really prudish and weird about stuff that as a teenager, I was very not.
0: We spend a lot of time talking about like, like teenagers that were obsessed with a fictional world. So it's like, on the one hand, I'm like, there, there's a way to like write it and have it not be like feel gross. And there's just something about this that feels gross. And I think that's just this book
1: well I think in some of the other YA books that you all have covered on this podcast I feel like the the main character is usually the hero of the story and I think with Twilight you don't necessarily get that hero vibe from Bella because she has to be like saved or whatever yeah, by Edward That's a really good point and I yeah. and I think that's why it's so hard to come to terms with because like back when I was in middle school I read it in like through a romantic lens mm-hmm. but now that I'm older I'm like damn Bella what are you doing like what do is have the point of you Bella do?
0: like yeah and that's a really good point about like the back half of this book too it's just like they're all just like chasing her around like she's just like everyone's obsessed with her and she like doesn't do anything to save herself really I mean she does go after Renee at the end which is like nice of her Trits have a very melodramatic note to Edward being like, please
1: forgive me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. It's pretty hot, so yeah. I get it. I <laughs> yeah. get it.
2: But Like uh, something that really gets me in this book is um, like when, when she and Edward are about to go on like their first dates or whatever, when he takes her to the meadow for the first time and he's like, oh, tell people where you're going and who you're with, because that's like the safe thing to do, especially, especially when like, you're going out with a new good, guy. Yeah. Um, and she's just like, no, I have to protect you in case you kill me. Like, this is what we're like. yeah No, I, I was reading that like. Yeah, That's this really- is not the message that I feel like anybody should be internalizing ever. Yeah,
0: there's a lot about and I don't want to like victim blame ever, but there's a lot about. Bella's reaction to some of the things that Edward say that are good like that's a good thing that he said to her that like it's like this whole like suffer in silence like it doesn't matter like the man is your priority and that's Mm -hmm. like really I think it hit the nail on the head in terms of like what the issue is here some other things that we can pivot into the movie more there's definitely some like very 2005 things in here Teja I see you note like how Clumsy she is all the time, but like she also says, like I'm so clumsy, I'm almost disabled. Like that's a yikes for me. Ooh, yeah, that's pretty yikes. In this year, um, also, can we talk about how Bella drugs herself with cold medicine in this book? Like, <laughs> what <laughs> is this book? Like, who amongst it's us has not done so that? Weird. Like, I have done that. I've
1: mm-hmm. I've hit the Benadryl a couple times. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. But like, why is this? <laughs> um so that was very there's
2: weird there's movie. this one line um if i had to i suppose i could purposely put myself in danger to keep him close and like first of all yeesh second of all that actually happens in the next book it is so like if she says it, it's like or she thinks it is a very offhand comment and then it's like oh i have to like make sure edward can't tell that i'm thinking something like this but like it's yeah so that's like so fucked up. And, up and then like yeah and, and here's like another <laughs> right um another instance of her just like having no personality after she meets Edward is um, she like gets up one morning and she's like, it's foggy and dark outside my window. Absolutely. Perfect. And it's like Bella's like my personality. I don't know her. Like everything becomes about when she first moved there, she was like, she I fucking it. hate the fog. I hate the the rain, the clouds. I want sunshine. And now she's like, fuck the sun. I live only for Edward Cullen. It's gross. It is, it is gross. One thing I do kind of
0: like and this is it. it's not at all stephanie Meyer's intention she's definitely um like trying to instill her own personal virtues into her readers here but i'm just gonna go ahead and headcanon bella as demisexual she says things like love and lust always keep the same company for me that's how i'm gonna choose to interpret mm-hmm. that
1: i i saw your quote or i saw your note about that and i i actually do really like that because i feel like I don't really have any basis like based on the book, but I think on the movie, I mean, like some of the guys aren't that ugly. I mean, then you have like Robert Pattinson, of course, but I uh, I, I do think they, they make a really big point in the books about how much she's a reader, like she reads the classic. So I, I can see her sort of wanting that like classical romance, like Darcy falling in love and, and stuff like that. So I definitely get that vibe too.
0: Until she stops reading and doing any anything that individually interests well, her
1: mm-hmm. but you know we're not at that point yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think we we need to have the obvious conversation which is um the cullens being like hundreds of years old and still going to high school um Very well, there are choice. clearly better ways so like in the book they say oh you know the younger that we start out in the in a new place the longer we can stay there okay sure but you're starting out at what like pretending to be 16, 16 to 17 to 18 years old. um, You can, first of all, if you want to play that age, you can play it and be quote unquote homeschooled. You don't have to go to high school and take these same classes every year for eternity. Who wants to spend their fucking immortality like that? Like, and second of all, what is a couple of years going to make? Go there as fucking college freshmen or like don't go to school or whatever. I don't get it.
0: Interesting choice. Like, yeah, obviously, it needs do. to
2: happen so that Edward can meet Bella and blah blah blah. But it's fucking stupid.
1: Where the hell have you been, loca <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. I don't think that's from the first movie. I think that's it's from new. Not, Moon. It's not. It's yeah,
0: second one, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, this oh, might be Jacob. a good time to talk about Midnight Sun before we talk about the movie. So Martha. Okay, hold on.
1: I'm gonna get my copy and read read the back page dramatically. Oh yes, we'd love it. Of course. Yeah. This one's a little bit longer, but okay, so if you don't know, Midnight Sun was the fifth book written um, from Edward's perspective. It was actually leaked. A few chapters uh, a few chapters were leaked. And um, Stephanie Meyer was like, No, I'm not gonna publish this. Like you guys already have the leaked chapters. Well, she did last year, and I bought it. So I can't sleep, I murmured, answering her question more fully. She was silent for a moment. At all? She asked. Never, I breathed. As I met her penetrating gaze, read the surprise. (laughs) And the sympathy there, I abruptly yearned for sleep, not for oblivion, as I had before, not to escape boredom, but because I wanted to dream. Maybe if I could be unconscious, if I could dream, I could live for a few hours in a world where she and I could be together. She dreamed of me. I wanted to dream of her. She stared back at me, her expression full of wonder. I had to look away. I could not dream of her. She should not dream of me. And that is the back cover of me. (laughs) That's the back cover (laughs) of me. Um, Wow.
2: I mean, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Corinne was like dying for that whole reading.
0: It was very well I done.
2: I okay, couldn't look re- at you guys. Recast I
0: <laughs> Robert and with Martha. Um, so, how was your reading experience at Midnight Sun? We got a little taste there, but uh... I,
1: I felt as someone who had sort of made Twilight her personality over the last <laughs> few years that I owed it to the people. The people being, I don't know who you can make them up. Us. Um, Us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you too. That I, I felt that I should read it because I do actually remember getting that leaked chapter of Midnight Sun and I was like, oh yeah, like, hell yeah, like, Edward, let's go. Because I was Team Edward back in the day. Um, And so I read it and I was like, this is the most gaslighty, abusive, like, emotionally fraught take i've ever read and like honestly stephanie meyer should be embarrassed that she decided to publish this like i i could probably pull a page from the book and find a quote that is like big red flag big yikes and to think so this so twilight came out in 2005 i was 11 and then midnight sun came out in 2020 i was 26 So 11 to 26, that is a huge difference. Like her main reader base grew up to hopefully understand that like Twilight is bad. Bad is relative, but like Twilight is not an example of a good relationship. And then Midnight Sun, I feel like she just doubled down on that. She's like, yeah, we're just going to like throw in some toxic traits. Bella's still going to be in love. I mean, specifically... You know, a big scene in the movie is the biology class and also in the book. That scene, like I remember, was like, dude. Like she she talks about how like he smells her and like that's the only thing he can smell. Like he's like fraught if he can't like be near her, or, like like have all that, you know, blood flowing through her veins. I'm like, um, if someone said that to me, like I'm not sure what I would do. Probably run away.
2: That's but so funny because it's like she had the opportunity with like the, the benefit of time and mm-hmm. like, you know, things being a little bit more progressive these days, us being a little bit more aware of these kinds of red flags, us having these conversations more often, knowing maybe her audience base a little bit better. She had an opportunity there to like reframe some of that stuff a little bit and maybe, you know, going into Edward's internal self she yeah. could have f- framed him in a little a better light and said she made it worse that is I, I would hilarious. say yeah the
1: restraint should be adm- admirable but it's not it's mm-hmm. very much like Edward gives it like zero thought and he's like okay I have to be with this person forever that's how important they are to me and like you know because a lot of the movie in the book is is from Bella's point of view and it's like how much Edward you know seems to hate being around her when really he's just smelling her blood it's like obsessive and it's creepy and I am shocked I finished this book because it was I, I'm gonna check my Goodreads because like I kinda wanna see what I gave it um because I'm pretty sure it was no mm, high I feel like I wrote a review too. Let's see what I wrote.
0: <laughs> one for the team Martha I appreciated that from you. It was great.
1: If you would like to Venmo me the cost of <laughs> this book uh, let me know. We can drop our Venmo. I'll drop my Venmo in there. In somewhere. <laughs> in the episode description, I guess. In the ether. Okay, I, wrote, I rated it two stars. It's better than I thought, actually. I, I think the the big thing for like Midnight Sun for me was the nostalgia factor. Oh my God. It was a Goodreads Choice Award nominee for Young Adult in Fantasy and Science Fiction in 2020. So, yeah, I feel like it was a thing that maybe people want and let's be honest like there is still a twilight convention in forks i've seen tiktoks of it and i'm like yo get a life like that's a lot <laughs> um i don't know but like i guess it means something to some people that person is not me yeah talk about the movie yeah, but I,
0: I like the movie. So this is a very rare thing um, to happen on this podcast when we cover a book and a movie that I like the movie more mm-hmm. than the book. And it definitely has the movies have more of a nostalgia factor for me than the books. So that might have something to do with it. But I do think it kind of tones down overall some of this, I think not being in Bella's head as much as helpful to the film the 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 feel of the film and the soundtrack is like really cool so that helps too
1: the soundtrack was way ahead of its time yeah the soundtrack is so good it's I still listen to it like I um I actually have a shirt that says um I bought the shirt on Etsy and I'll I'll hold it up for (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) y'all oh my god I love it
1: so it says Roslyn by Boney Iver and St. Vincent playing softly in the background, which I think is a song on New Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that or the first one. And like, I still listen to that song. It's a good song.
2: That's I was awesome. trying to motivate myself to like push through the book. Not, I mean, I wasn't like suffering too much, but I was just easily distracted because I kept rolling my eyes and cringing and needing to put it down for a minute. Um, so I put on the soundtrack at work to motivate myself and it kind of, it kind of immediately made me want to go home and watch all the movies, even though
0: yeah, none of them
2: are very good, but they're fun. They are fun.
0: They are fun. And, um, the first movie benefits from having an iconic cinema moment, which is the baseball scene.
2: Oh God. Incredible stuff. Jackson Rathbone with the baseball bat.
0: Okay, going back to like the casting issue, I think the reason I didn't like Alice in the movies because I just think they went together. So I agree she had Alice energy, but like I didn't really like buy her and Jesper together, but mainly because I was trying to self-insert myself there. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't
1: know. Um,
0: I will forgive
1: Jackson Rathbone's um, future transgressions in the form of the Avatar The Last Airbender (laughs) movie because of that baseball scene. Yeah,
2: that fucking baseball. It's like, it's a millisecond of of the movie and it just lives in my head fucking rent-free yeah Kristen Stewart is a genuinely good actor she did great stuff before Twilight she's done great stuff since Twilight her performance in the first movie it's uh not great Bob yeah it's it's really self-conscious it's it's overly awkward like Bella is awkward but um it's it's a bad performance she gets better as Bella as the movies go on but um it's just it's interesting because I don't like saying that I don't like you know yeah. shitting on on her Bella but because you know I really do like her in everything
1: but it's a bad performance in this one
0: it really well, is
1: I'm sorry I feel like I've been taking over this podcast with no, all but I love it. I no, that's right that's so here. much Twilight facts is sort of in my head. Um, a big thing for them during the movie was like uh, Kristen Stewart's chemistry with Robert Pattinson. And and they did date for a while. So okay. it's interesting that you say that because I do feel like they had that. Maybe she was more shy. And I do think she was actually in her early 20s at the time this was filmed. No, so she like,
2: was uh, like, I think she turned 18 while making the second one or she
1: turned 19 yeah. when
2: making the second one. So she was oh, okay. like, about she was Bella's
1: age. So that's good. I appreciate when movies have appropriately aged people, but I feel like I don't know, for whatever it's worth, I do feel like it'd kind of be hard to act with your significant other. Like for example, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but in this current season of Dancing with the Stars, Brian Austin Green danced with uh, Sharna and that's his girlfriend. So And they got eliminated. So obviously sample size of one there, it is hard to you know, maybe, like, act with someone you have a lot of chemistry or, like, not Yeah, I mean, they with, do have like, good I chemistry.
2: Know. I think they got better together as they became a real couple. Yeah.
1: So they maybe it was to, just, like, yeah. she was
2: too hot for him and was just, like, really awkward. Uh, you know, yeah. fair enough.
0: I
1: would be, too. He's Fucking hot. fair enough, bro. So- And bro.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like, the true beauty of this movie, like, the casting of Robert Pattinson is, like, perfect. I was mm-hmm. saying to you guys earlier before we started recording, like, them coming out of the car when he's got that jacket on and the Ray-Bans it's like has an iconic person ever been on? Movie? right like it's it's so iconic it's <laughs> it's so good he and I think you know he's a great person because I don't think a lot of like the Edward creepiness is quite as bad in the movie the exception for me is the scene where he (laughs) first sees her and he like gets the smell of her i think it's actually way worse in the movie because he's like (laughs) his reaction is so bad and there's like the guitar that's like (laughs) (laughs) Wait,
1: wait wait speaking of that did you guys know the the bonus track on the twilight soundtrack is of him singing and playing piano I will and that, find a link to where He's sucking yeah.
2: her like, when he's sucking her blood. It's him singing. That's his yeah. song. Yeah. I did not know that until this time because uh, every every time I watch anything, I immediately, I immediately jump onto IMDB and yeah. look up all the trivia for it. And so I did that while I was watching it this time. And that's how I found out that Ben Barnes was like very, very, very close to becoming Edward Cullen. I could have seen that one. Mm-hmm. I could have seen it. Yeah. Me too. I can see it. Same
0: vibes. Same vibes. It's okay. We just got Daddy Darkling now, so it's okay. Well, how yeah. many times can we use Daddy on this podcast here today? God, yeah, and at
2: least three every episode. Yeah, uh,
0: thanks totally. mostly to me. I think for me, one of the like highlights of the movie though, too, is Anna Kendrick as Jessica. Like it's, it's the first yes. thing I remember ever seeing her in. Like, I remember reading, cause I saw the movie first going and reading the first book and I'm like, Jessica sucks. Like, yeah, but like,
2: she's awesome in the movie. I mean, Most she's annoying improved but, like, player yeah. from yeah. book to movie. Yeah. And Anna Kendrick is just funny. She's just got she great is. comedic yeah. timing, great delivery. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's a very, one of the things about reading this book though, is that like, it's a very faithful adaptation, the first movie. And so I was like bored reading it. Cause I'm like, oh, like this is 500 pages. Like this movie benefits from being short. Like I don't need this much, um, time spent on like how Edward like wants to kill Bella all the time and how she's <laughs> going to be with him forever. Like, I don't need that all the time.
1: Are <laughs> I, I do, yes, I do agree, but the one thing that really bothered me about the movies as it continued to go on is that I thought Catherine Hardwick did a pretty good job adapting the first one, and then they, like, got rid of her, and that was, like, the thing that bothered me the most, like, sort of like how Christopher Columbus directed the first two Harry Potter movies, and I thought those were, like, probably the most on point adaptations like yes they were a little long people had issues with them but they were pretty close to the source material and I felt like that was the same like I wish she would have stayed on for the whole franchise. I
2: also think she nailed the color palette better than any of the following directors did and when I was doing my IMDBing I saw that um, apparently it was an intentional choice in new moon to change like warm up the color palette a lot because it was more focused on Jacob in the absence of Edward, which I get, but then they continued that warm color palette through the rest of the movie, So it doesn't really track. And also like, that's, that's a cool, like artistic choice to make, but at the same time, it makes your film franchise, which should be cohesive, like visually not cohesive visually. Um, Yeah, that was like a weird color palette issue that I have
1: with the movies. So I just dropped in the chat this company that I follow on Instagram. It's called Pretty Pretty Candy Pin Company. And this person makes keychains uh, based on the color palette of each of the movies. So you can like hold up the keychain and it'll like make it twilight blue or new moon orange or whatever. Um, It's sold out. But otherwise, I would like get you one for Christmas. (laughs) I thought that counts.
0: That's uh, very nice of you. Um, I oh, don't really have any other movie thoughts generally. Although I do have a good segue into what my favorite quote is. Um, so if we're okay with diving into superlatives here. I originally had as my favorite quote, the quote that Martha started us off with here today, because I think it's like an absolute iconic yet batshit twilight line, the line about like how she was completely unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give a shout out to you better. Hold on tight spider monkey, which (laughs) is another iconic line only from the movies is so ridiculous. And why it's in there I don't know but I love that it is because it brings me joy because it's so stupid so that's my favorite quote
2: (laughs) should I pick how you like in the rain girl
1: (laughs) (laughs) I the uh, you know how you remember how you like learn words or like look them up in life you're like oh that came from this I will always remember irrevocably because of this book like that is where I looked it up that is what I will think of when I when I look it up um my favorite quote is i feel like it's not even a good quote i've just quoted this so many times but bella's like how old are you 17 he answered promptly and how long have you been 17 his lips twitched as he stared at the road a while he admitted at last, and I just feel like I've I've definitely used like, how long have you been seventeen? Like, like <laughs> how long have you been? Like,
2: this? I mean, I got a lot of mileage for seventeen yeah. year olds everywhere. But also, <laughs> like that type of quote is like makes
0: me think of Robert Pattinson, and I'm, he's just so good at like delivering lines like that one. Like,
2: it's just like, whoa, 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 like- that's another funny like film book to film adaptation choice because in the book it's like a very mellow conversation that they're having like in the car. Yeah. And uh, in the in the movie, it's just like drama turned up to 11. Yeah. Um, so mine, I, I also picked another just iconic uh, dumb line. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb, he murmured. I looked away, hiding my eyes as I thrilled at the word. What a stupid lamb, I sighed. What a sick, masochistic lion. And apparently this was like the one line that Stephanie Meyer put her foot down. It was like, you have to have this in
1: the movie. And uh, it was. <laughs> Should we get oh. lion and lamb tattoos? I think mm. that's. <laughs> I would never do that. I would oh like someone God. needs to talk me out of that. If I
0: yeah, gosh. Um, favorite character in arc is something we always discuss, and I just don't have anything because I, I guess I like Mike. Like maybe Mike in the book. Like he doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> like I don't know.
1: Mike's a golden retriever boyfriend. Like yeah. he's, he's also weirdly what, possessive, yeah. like proprietary he does have over weird her. Things. Yeah,
0: he does have weird things. So then I guess maybe I'll say like the Angela. Esme. Like Esme's cool, I guess. Esme is pretty cool. Carlisle.
1: Yeah, Carlyle, I actually do genuinely like Carlyle. I think he's probably my favorite character. But as a joke, I was writing these notes at like at the end of the workday, and I said the continuing passage of time Bella will experience as an eighteen-year-old forever. So great
0: arc, great arc. yes.
1: spoiler for Breaking Dawn. Yeah, Didn't she but technically
2: like, end up turning nineteen, or like she was like hours away, or like a couple days? I right? But
1: she. I thought she was. So I remember
2: it being like a big she's deal. Older, to her. yeah. She's definitely she's, like. She's like I'm. She, she's like I, I. I stopped aging three days ago because it was like her birthday right to,
1: after. You might be right. I don't quite remember, but I do remember the whole thing was like she had to graduate high school before Edward mm-hmm. would turn her. But I don't totally remember the 19 year old thing but you I I don't doubt that that's right yeah
2: I don't know why I have like that very specific memory in my head of Bella throwing probably because it's fucking stupid that she throws a fit about turning 19 yeah um let's talk about spoon I actually think it's um bizarre that we made it through this whole podcast (laughs) I just looked at the notes and the just a (laughs) <laughs> on for, on your swim moment. Yeah. Well, yes,
0: I don't really have a swim here, although I have thought of something since we've been talking, but in my notes, yes, I did just put L O L because I don't this romance does not work for me anymore as it once did. But it's amazing to me this is like a seminal YA love triangle standard bear, why we had so many love triangles going forward for so long in this genre. We did not ever say what our allegiances were. I mean, Martha does, she said she was Team Edward. I was Team Edward, like very staunchly, like never even there was never a thought in my mind that it Mm -hmm. would be Jacob Tasha.
2: I was team Jacob during new moon. Um, otherwise, um, yeah, there's a very specific reason for this. Um, I was, I, I had been dumped by this guy and his best friend actually, and I were really close and this guy went off and like started hooking up with my friend or my ex did. And, um, I just couldn't stand to be around them. And like, you know, it was very heartbreaking. It was all very dramatic. And so I was hanging out with his best friend all the time, who I knew had a thing for me the whole time. And then finally I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. So I ended up fucking up with his best friend. Um, anyway, lots of drama, but like I always, and then I ended up leaving that guy to get back with my ex because he didn't like that. I was with his friend. So, um, basically it was me, like me being into the, the Jacob thing in new moon was me like trying to retroactively right my wrongs (laughs) and end up choosing the guy that was actually nice and there and not a giant shed. So that was my, my reasoning behind, uh, briefly being very into Jacob. Well,
0: you know what it all worked out for him. He gets baby Renesmee and, um,
1: that's a curse word. Don't say that. You have to censor yourself on this podcast. <laughs> that's that's like a
0: curse. But like when you talk about the effect on the culture, like I say imprinting on things all the time. It's 100% mm-hmm. because of, of Twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to jump back now and say what I did find as my swing moment, which I tried to find earlier for all the Charlisle shivers out there. This is what he says you should see the doctor charlie said laughing it's a good thing he's happily married a lot of the nurses at the hospital have a hard time concentrating on their work with him around like what knowledge like why does the chief of police have this knowledge if he does not have a vested interest is all i have to say about that i think i'm just saying just saying
1: my favorite swoon moment does not exist because I've read Midnight Sun. I can't <laughs> see anything particularly sticks out to me with Bell and Edward. Um, I, I guess like Carlisle and Esme, but even that is pretty red flaggy because he did turn her. Um, I mean, it really just depends like if you believe in the concept of soulmates and I guess like, yes, I do. But like, I I think there is more than one soulmate in your life. Like you could yeah. have a... A music soulmate, like a book soulmate, or like a, like a, I don't know, whatever. um But I gotta say, no, <laughs> no,
2: it's a, it's a no from me, dog, as well, no from me, dog. <laughs>
1: yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work
0: in the way that it, like, it really, truly did work for me the first time I read these books. So, and we all mm-hmm. learned and grown and evolved. And so is everyone involved in this project like Rob and Kristen are doing great things now separately on their own. They seem like in a much better place. Like we've all grown together. It's great.
2: I don't know why this is here, but I, <laughs> I just like, are you noticing the same thing I'm noticing right now?
0: <laughs> yeah. So we have a spoiler section in our notes. Like sometimes if we like, we we're going to talk about another book here, which we obviously didn't do here,
2: but it just says Martha's favorite
0: spinoff, obviously Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean. <laughs>
1: It, yeah because I think well all right favorite is, is a stretch but I think it's yeah. the most well known and and I feel like a lot of people do know it but some people don't know it but yeah it is based on Twilight I think E.L. James is the author and she definitely it was Twilight fan fiction and then mm-hmm. it got turned into a book and a movie I did read all three of them and I have seen all of the movies um, yeah. man I was lonely back in the day I have not I have
2: I did read those books but I did not see the movie I,
1: I, didn't s- I didn't see the movies but
0: speaking of great soundtracks
1: the the yes. soundtracks
0: for love me like you do ali goulding is like a top song for me i love that song
1: beyonce also had a cover for that i believe or like a slowed down version um, of yeah, it yeah she did a slow down really sexy good. time
2: version of yeah. uh crazy in love i think yep yeah um, so, um also the weekends earned it, it was pretty yep. sexy too yeah um, yes. What else was a um, like Twilight fan fiction that got turned into something else? I feel like there's more. I know that Christina Lauren's Christina Beautiful Lauren. Bastard was mm-hmm. uh, Twilight fan fiction. Yes, it was.
0: Uh, I can't think of anything else. That was. What I, I feel was, like there were more. No, but... oh, I mean it. Like it's it's its effect is is impossible to understate here, and I'm thankful for it. And it's just fun that we can like make fun of it now, but. Yeah, this is this is really fun. I know. when like we talked about this previously on um, one of our earlier episodes and we said we were going to cover this. you were like, maybe we're going to cover the rest of the book someday. I I just have to say right here right now, like in those making a time capsule in case I change my, my mind. I cannot commit to that. <laughs> I do not want to read the rest of the books again. I-
1: I don't think it's it's necessary. I think if you were going to immerse yourself in the Twilight universe, I would say you just watch the movies because yeah, I do yeah. think yeah. they're pretty campy. I do think you know the acting is bad, but like man, you gotta watch like hot people like do weird hot people good okay. music, yeah. yeah. And that's all that's all you can ask for these right. days. And they so. make for
2: yeah. excellent drinking games. Sure do. Like just just saying, sure, it's do. a good time.
0: So. Martha, thank you so much for coming here today. This was thanks for putting perfect. up. Me. No, no, it was so fun. Like we couldn't have done this without you. It, it was exactly like the
2: chaotic energy we needed on this episode. Yeah,
0: it was really super fun. We just wanted to have fun for our last like full episode of the year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this was a perfect way to do that. So thank you so much. You mentioned how you were just on a podcast recently about track. If you want to give that a little plug here and then um, sure. Since the last time you were here, your podcast has start, winded down or started to wind We've
1: down. Of uh, a and- uh, yeah, so I yeah. was recently on Chaos on the set, a podcast. About movies, um, with mm-hmm. our friend shruti I I am on a podcast called Martha and Colby Grow Up, which is ending this month. Our last episode is twelve twenty three or no, twelve twenty, I believe. Yeah. Um, my Etsy store no longer exists; it got taken down. I, that may come back up at some point. Um, but you.
0: Damn you, Put, Ted
1: Lasso! Yeah, damn you, Ted Lasso! Damn you, Warner Brothers! If you do still want Tasia stickers, though, I still have a lot, so <laughs> you can buy them off of me, and uh proceeds go to Tasia. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You can find me on Instagram at real Martha Riley. You can find me on Twitter at marthvader, uh, marth underscore vader. I'll pop up sometimes. Oh, I'm always here. So yeah, we love it. You won't get rid of me.
2: Vaguely threatening. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: very outward calling of you, to be honest.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: it's the inspiration's there. Uh, Before we uh, fully wrap up here, let's again plug what we're doing for our last episode of the year. We are not going to cover a book. We're just going to talk about all of our favorite things we've read this year, a bunch of fun, different categories. We did this last year tacked on to the, another book episode, but we're going to give it its own time to just kind of have a little cocktail hour um, amongst ourselves here and we're going to record it. So It'll be good uh so tune in for that <laughs> and we would love if you wouldn't mind shooting us an email or something or a dm on instagram or a tweet or something if you have any questions for us we'd like to do a little mailbag perhaps that could be kind of fun i have a question
1: yeah uh for your mail but for your mailbag not one you have to answer right now if you were to cast yourselves in a ya film or movie which character out of all the books you've read would you want to play that's a yeah, good that, one that's
0: a great question and we will are you writing that mailbag. down okay yep. I may ask you again,
1: Off yeah, but yes. Okay.
0: Excellent. That's see exactly. We'd love stuff like that. Anything you mm-hmm. can think of. And um, we'll have that for you right before the Christmas holidays. So check our feed in the meantime, Tasia, where can our listeners find you online?
2: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter
0: at Ragey Cakes. I'm on Instagram at Ren underscore Reads. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Act ya Age. And if you want to shoot us one of those emails, which we'd greatly appreciate it, we are at Act Age pod at gmail.com. We did a whole year of books under our belt. We've done a lot this year. It's really exciting. Uh, this was a super fun way to end that, but we're not done yet. Uh, so we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks again, Martha. Bye everyone. 拜。